Welcome back to The Grandstand, episode 39, season 3, P-Money here in Paris, and we got F. Knowles in New York City. How's it going today, What's man? Up, bro? You know, um, still reeling. Um, Are you still as confused as I don't even, pretty much the whole world? Confusion's not even the word. It's just utter disappointment um, and rage. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's, you've never hidden the fact that you're a Lewis fan and that I'm a Shumi fan, but even I cannot accept what happened, um, just as in any sport. But um, I think Danny Rick sums it up the best. And I wanted to play this before we get into our oh. regular podcast. Okay. I'm glad I'm not a part of that. Whatever just happened, it seemed uh, pretty up. Yeah, so uh, well summed up. Um, Max Verstappen is your 2021 world champion, and it happened on the last lap of the last race. Uh, but we all have a sour taste in our mouths. Um, but before we get into it, we got to roll our intro for one last time this year. Roll it. Question for all of you except Roman Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. Could be referring to a certain race director <laughs> for this last yeah, weekend. Well, yeah, well, uh, that Max quote again. Um, <laughs> um, it, also, can we just want quick quickly talk about what the fuck Nico Rosberg was wearing? I mean, come on. Dude. Are we referring to the green the green I, juice just, that we're talking I about? Just, I, I mean, everything about him just is like. It just screams douchebag. I mean, it. It's funny though because I we have similar hair. Um, <laughs> or, no, I want to say I don't have that. I, I don't have it like as there's not as much volume to my hair. Um, so I can like it. Kind of makes me feel like oh, do I sometimes look like that? I don't dress that way. Though, <laughs> thank fucking god. I don't dress like I came out of a like J Crew meets Brooks Brothers commercial. So. No, yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different fashion going on in F1. He's definitely not someone you want to get inspiration from. Um, no. Yeah. What stood out for me were the shoes, though. That was kind of just, but <laughs> there was so much going on that I was like, I quickly got over the fact that Nico Rosberg was actually in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, the, I'm going to say this again. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was going to say that the contrast of him and Jensen standing next to each other. Oh, yeah. Um, in the commentary, it's almost like, because Jensen, you know, also won his title, but he didn't quit afterwards. Um, so I, I just feel like Jensen's kind of like, all right, man, like, 
eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's a there, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a tension between them. You can tell, uh, but. Man, uh, I'm going to say this again. Uh, I think we said this last weekend after um, Saudi. Uh, if you wanted to write a scenario for this, you couldn't have done it the way it played out on the last lap of the last race in such dramatic fashion. Um, I think Netflix is probably the the big, like the most satisfied customer in this uh, F1 championship decider. Um, yeah, uh, let's not beat around the bush. Um, Max Verstappen passed Lewis Hamilton for the lead of the race on fresh tires after a safety car debacle um, poorly handled by the FIA. When I say the FIA, it's, it's mostly um, Michael Massey um, in, his, in his ivory tower alone. Um, to give a bit of context, we... He's probably the most... This is lap 50. Uh, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, let me, let me just set it up and then you can take it. <laughs> Lab 52, we have Latifi crashing. Um, there is a quick VSC. They're charging to a safety car. Max gets free pit stop. Uh, Merck does what they, they had no choice. They pretty much, if you pit, you're, you're screwed. And if you don't pit, you're also screwed. So they didn't pit because that's the least um, risky one because we don't know what was going to happen if there was going to be a red flag or not. They didn't want to lose position, track position, because that means losing the championship. And um, Massey, I think at this point, uh, we enter a realm of just, you know, surreal. He's overwhelmed. He's getting yelled at by Toto Wolf on one side, by Christian Horner on the other. Uh, he said one thing, um, and then he did the opposite. And basically his actions and his uh, lack of consideration for the FIA uh, rulebook and his attitude of um, I can override the system because I'm the race director uh, in a very authoritative slash dictator way almost um, had humongous consequences on the championship. Uh, It gave us a situation where uh, Lewis was leading pretty much the whole race. He did. He led 51 out of the... No, he led 57 out of the 58 laps. And um, on a decision that was um, sketchy to say the least, he lost the title on the last sketchy lap. Sketchy to in, say the least. In, really? I, I mean, I don't even know what how else to say it. it. It's on a decision that, I mean, I'm not a Lewis fan, but I'm not a Lewis hater. And even I was just shell-shocked after the position that... Um, Massey put Lewis in. French media said um, Massey, the, 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 the headline for it here was Massey sends Hamilton to the butcher to get basically executed. Um, and that's how he must have felt. Um, yeah, man. I mean, speechless. And, and I'm going to say this too, like had the roles been, been reversed and, and Lewis, like if Lewis had been in that position of, or Max's position, I'm sorry. Um, and Red Bull got fucked. The amount of noise that would have been coming out of the like the Max fanboy fan base and the Christian, I, I, I'm just, um, you know, when when Massey said to Toto that they were, you know, it's a motor race, um, I it was laughable, like absolutely fucking laughable. Uh, I just 
listen, I think it was very exciting that last lap. Like, don't get me wrong. I was standing up. My hands were on top of my head. Um, my mouth was wide open. Mm-hmm. I was screaming at the TV. Um, mind you, it's like, you know, nine 15 and nine 30 in the morning on a Sunday. Um, you know, I just, I'm baffled. I am dumbfounded. I am, uh, distraught. I, I, I was I, not going to lie. Like I, I got a little tear in my, eye when I, like I saw Lewis, like he was very humble in that moment. I think he was confused as to what really happened. Um, but Michael Massey doesn't deserve his fucking job. Like, let's be real. After that, yeah. after the bullshit he's pulled all season, and this isn't, it's not even been this season. I mean, ever since Charlie Whiting, um, we had, I mean, we saw similar shit in Saudi Arabia. Um, and, and it was Red Bull kind of got the short end of the stick there. So, I, I mean, this just can't continue to happen. Um, you know, and, and what really kind of pissed me off was obviously Red Bull, you know, we're going to revel in what happened. I mean, who wouldn't obviously, you know, it's been such a grueling season. Um, but I think Red Bull, like what pisses me off is that week after week, when a decision didn't go their way, all they could say is, you know, somebody's out to get us somebody, you know, and, and this is kind of the, the, the game that's played. I think Lewis has done it too. Um, in some cases, but I'm, um, I can't even imagine what Christian Horner would have been saying to the media afterwards um, had that, had the roles well, been reversed. And that's, that's, I think they, it's, it, it just sucks for the sport. Yeah. They, they play, they play this role. They play this, um, the victim card a lot of like, Oh, we're the, we're the bad boys. We're always getting penalized more. But at the end of the day, um, it's not true. And I mean, <clears throat> after what happened today or sorry, after what happened on Sunday, I don't think, um, Red Bull couldn't ever complain about the FIA um, going against them ever. Um, yeah, and if they do, they basically, they basically decided of the outcome of the championship for all of us, um, knowing full well what he was doing. And uh, I think we need to get into like why also it's outrageous what he's done, and it 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 all goes back to what we've been saying since the beginning of the year, and it's consistency. Um, certain things. From one weekend to the next, certain things are like procedures are not followed, or decision decisions are made. Um, I think on a bit of a panic basis. Um, he first, I think, three laps before he announced that the lap cards would not be allowed to unlap themselves. So usually, what that means is that you know there was between Lewis and Max, there was five cars. Usually when you allow them to unlap themselves, you need to have all of them. And Massey was getting Toto uh, and on one side, getting Christian on the other. And Switch, first of all, he gets, he gets everyone confused by saying, we're not going to let it happen, which, by the way, does happen sometimes. There are some races where, you know, we need to understand why there's a safety car. Also, it's because, you know, we need to get a car off the, the track for safety reasons. Well, there was, I mean, um, there was so, some, so much, like, pieces a lot of fiber on the fucking track like yeah and sometimes it does happen that we end a race under a safety car and i know no one likes that but it does happen we've seen indy 500s um yeah. uh, and like that we've seen all kinds of different racing series and like that it's anticlimactic, but it's it's in the interest of safety which i think is also the most important thing here um but then he um 
you know, the communication between him and Horner is broadcast when you you kind of hear Massey uh, hesitate. And it's almost as if he was convinced, you know, in one of those exchanges, well, okay, let me do my job and let me look into it when he had already made his decision. And the teams out there are just waiting for this, right? Um, and then he allows only those cars to go by. So his, you know, you can kind of see what he was thinking. He's like, I can't fuck I wanna, this championship up. I want to go back to the to, to the start, though. Lewis, Max did not do his fucking job. Max got a terrible start to start the race. Lewis shot ahead, got built a huge gap. Um, and quite frankly, like Lewis showed why he's a seven time world champion in that race. He was under pressure and he did exactly what he fucking needed to do. And, and then somehow ends up losing the race. Like Lewis, I, I that's what really gets me about this whole thing is that, Lewis didn't cheat. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything cheeky. He fucking put the work in. He did exactly what he needed to do. Max, Max, like, where was he on the start? He was nowhere. You know, in my opinion, Max Verstappen did not deserve to win that race. Regardless of the championship implications, he did not deserve to win that race. Right. He was not not informed that race. But here I, we are. I think that's. I think deserving is also. I mean, a lot. A lot of races are not deserved to be won. I mean, Lewis has definitely uh, benefited from these kind of situations in the past, Fair. and yeah. which is you'll hear all the Lewis haters say it's luck, and you'll hear all the neutrals say this is the way racing happens. Yeah. Um, you can argue that this is similar, but for me, there, it's. It's the rules and the application of the rules that, for me, um, on this race, um, make it a whole different scenario. Sure. Because if, okay, so w- when before we got back to the start, we were saying he let those five cars by. For me, anytime I've seen lap cars go by, you let everyone go by. They go all the way around the, um, the track. They make their way to the end because we want them to be bunched up because not only are they fighting for the win, all the other guys are fighting for... Uh, position, you know, Science was on old tires, and he was fighting against two Alpha Tauris um, behind him that had brand new tires uh, for the podium. So he also got fucked. Um, you have also people that are trying to fight for the points. And Massey decided, okay, we are not going to interfere with the championship. Uh, we're going to make sure there's a one lap shootout purely for entertainment purposes, um, which is great. I mean, you know, F one's blowing up in the world and the Netflix effect is great for getting more people to sport, but it all, it also now is um, impacting the way things are run. And that for me is unacceptable. Um, the reason why I'm upset is um, science, for example, was in P3 at the restart and he had two lap cars in front of him that he was not able to pass. Right. And he's got two cars behind him that are on fresh tires in a, in a straight fight. Everyone should have pressure coming from behind and uh, from in front of you at a restart. Sure. What that essentially di- did is put signs under jeopardy as well. Lewis was a sitting duck. There's no way he was going to keep that position. But Max also had no pressure coming from behind him. So you, if you're putting your tinfoil hat on, uh, and it's not <laughs> a stretch, I think, you could say that, I mean, this is perfect for F1. Uh, Max was in a, a brilliant position to uh, with new tires lewis on 40 or uh, 40 lap tires um and he had no one 
he didn't even have to look in his mirrors at the restart. So it's not consistent. It's not like Lewis was like, they were not fighting on even keel. And for me, that's where this whole uh, end of the Grand Prix is leaves a really sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, because man. That's just not the way it should be done. Well, yeah, and, and like, let's, let's not forget too, like, yeah, this whole lap car incident, like that's where Max was under, like before this, before Latifi hit the wall, you know, like that's the gap that Lewis had built up. That is they like in the convolution on the message that was sent from race control from Michael Massey that we didn't know if lap cars were going to be allowed through. And then all of a sudden, miraculously lap 50, what was it? Lap 54, um, uh, 56, 56, excuse me. Announced. Um, no. well, no, I think the message came through that they were going to let the cars through because it was anyway, whatever the, you know, when there was a message that was that the cars were going to get let through, um, after every, basically saying that they, they weren't going to let them through. How do you do that? How do you do that? I think, I mean, there, there's no rational explanation for me. I mean, no, it is. It's, it's, you are, Massey is afraid of, um, being called out on one side and he ends up making a panic decision on the other. I think for me, the only decision there is either you let all lap cars go or you red flag it and you let the rule that we spoke about last oh, week, yeah. remember the tire change. Fugs, and you let everyone change their tires and you get a, you get a four lap shootout, not even just one lap, you red flag it right away and you get a restart. What's more exciting than that? And then no team. I mean, of course, then, then Lewis fans can say, Hey, he had a 10 second gap, whatever. And now it's zero. It's like, yeah, but that's just like racing conditions. You can't, right. that that's out of been, anyone's control. I would have been absolutely. Cause then we would have seen the two best cars going at it with basically with, you know, with, I mean, I, I assume that Merck would have put the sauce on. Right. So you would have, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, obviously um, <laughs> no, we're going to go back to hards again. Um, uh, I, yeah. I mean, that to me would have, I, w- I wouldn't feel as bitter about this as I do right now. Um, you know, and, and ultimately Max knew on that last lap too, that like Lewis, he didn't have anything to lose. Like if Lewis went in on him and they crashed, he still would have won. It would have been Senna, you know, Senna Prost at Suzuka, um, you know? Yep. And, and, and so like that to me, I don't know. Someone's head's got to roll, as I've said to you, you know, before we be, in in the pre pre show. Like, someone's head has to roll, and that head has to be Michael Massey. I mean, yeah. I, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, there's 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 no other. I don't think he calls another race ever again. Um, I don't know if he'll get you know fired, uh, but there's definitely going to be a a different system in place. He also just uh, sounds like such a little like uh, yeah, just. On 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 the radio, he just he does he he doesn't speak to me. His he is not authoritative. Like he just sounds like a kind of a whiny. I don't know what I'm doing, um, little schoolboy. I don't know exactly. Except just, for when he told Toto, "This is heart racing." But for me, he that's ill placed um, sarcasm. Right. Uh, he should have been. He should have just told Red Bull and Merck, both of them. He should have told them. Uh, as he knows as being broadcast the world, he should have said, you guys are just stop talking to me. Let me do my job. And I would have, you know, I think we would have had more respect for him uh, in that situation if he um, 
shot both of them down as like, okay, you know, this is uh, I'm the ref now. I'm going to tell you how it is, and you shut the fuck up. But he didn't, and you can't be sarcastic because that now it's becoming like it's becoming like football when when players get in the face of you know uh, referees and and they they curse and say all kinds of uh, kinds of things like we're racing is not that kind of sport and with the whole uh entertainment value um you know trying to sell more across the world uh i think that we need to be careful otherwise um f1 is just going to lose its essence and you know what it's going to lose a lot of its um fan base if it continues this way I see think. i don't know about that because i i feel like you've got a new f- new set of fans who have like bought into this whole fucking narrative that like that um you know, Mercedes are the bad guys and Max is a good guy, you know, and they're on the come up and all this stuff. And like, they're going to revel in this. Like the people who don't really understand the sport are going to revel in this moment, quite frankly. And it's all the new fans that have kind of come on board with drive to survive. Um, and it, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's really unfortunate. Like this is not the sport. And quite frankly, Max Verstappen, he is a world-class driver. I do not want to take anything away from him. He deserves a title, but not in this way. Um, yeah. Like, okay. Like, so yeah, I wanted to make that clear. Also, uh, that both drivers have been exceptional. Yes. Um, and you can't have like for me, uh, if you take out Massey's uh, complete lack of professionalism um, and just um, skill, and this would have this would have gone down as you know my favorite ever title decider, but. There's a little bit of a, an asterisk there. Uh, but Max clearly deserves the title. So does Lewis. Someone's got to win. Um, and in no way am I saying that I would have preferred to see Lewis win. But um, it's got to be fair. It's got to be... Everyone's got to fight on the same um, on the same level. I, I mean, yeah... I- where do we go yeah. now, though? Because okay, so Merck Merck has launched some protests, um, which have been shot down. One of it, well, you know, was um, um, Max passing Lewis under a safety car, and the second one is the whole lapping, unlapping, uh, uh, unlapping, sorry, uh, of cars under the safety car. Um, the thing is, if this goes to the higher courts, Merck could win. But I don't know if the result would ever be changed, and it would just set a precedent. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the biggest victory would be to um, review the whole system and race director uh, situation to give them more support. I think that's the only thing, only positive thing that can come out of it, because Max is not going to lose a title and Lewis win on a court decision. I think for me, that's that will be the worst thing uh, for the sport. And unfortunately, one of these two drivers doesn't deserve to lose, but is going to have to lose the title unless Martin Brundle's uh, let's split the title um, <laughs> suggestion happens, which I don't think. But if there is one season to do it, as you said, it would be this one. I I still wouldn't accept that. I mean, ultimately, you know, give it to Max. No. Um, and, um, oh, man. I, it it it, I, it makes me feel terrible, like it, <laughs> I'm not kidding. The whole way that went, um, you know, I, I just I really cannot believe it. And and this is, is I think there has to be something in the rules too, 
where in circumstances like this, you red flag the race and you let them sprint it out for four laps. I think you have to. I mean, I, like I've seen it happen in, in Indy's my biggest reference for this, but there was a year where they, a few years in a row where they, you know, there was like a lap 192 incident and they weren't able to clear the track in time. So the, the, um, the, the, the race finished under yellow. Um, actually it happened with Sato recently. Um, yeah, that, that's exactly the one I yeah, was referring to but it, it was but two years ago. Yeah, and it's yeah. happened in, in other occasions too, but that one was the most recent memory. Um, and then this past year, they did the opposite because they realized like how fucking stupid it is to finish an absolute shootout under yellow. Um, and guess what? Helio Kashinev has won the race. Um, everybody was okay with the, the end result. Um, you know, Helio is kind of a, a, a people's champ in some ways, his fourth fourth time. But just on a general point, like I don't, it, they made the right call to go to red because you cannot. I just the, the the stakes are too high. The stakes are too high in that case. Like you cannot do what 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 race control did. Um. I just, again, yeah, and, and I, I guess the, my question is, where does the reform come from? Does it come from the driver's association? Does it come from the teams? Um, I mean, the whole... At this point, I think everyone everyone needs to get involved. I think, I mean, if you look at all the drivers, um, um, a lot of drivers were just confused, right? Danny Rick said he had to just stay behind drivers that he wasn't able to race with because he was a lap down. So he was in no man's land. And he was he he said I have front row seats to like what was happening in front of me, but he couldn't do anything else, right? Um, he uh, if he had been allowed to unlap himself, he'd be fighting with someone who's right, you know, ahead of him in the race. But he was just there just to finish one lap of racing. Um, Signs uh, we talked about earlier um, was I think Lando um, Lando and Leclerc. Um, I got some quotes here said like, uh, okay, so I think Lando said obviously made to the Massey did that to make, to make a fight out of it. Um, and it was in the interest of TV, of course, you know, which for me is like, it's unacceptable. Um, and I think a lot of them didn't want to say too much either because they were just shocked. Like imagine us being shocked. Imagine them, uh, in the race. Well, the funniest uh, part is I think I, like a lot of the drivers in the paddock, like other than Red Bull. Um, and Red Bull's obviously going to take this. I, I don't think that they feel like they've been wronged in many ways. And like, honestly, as a team, like, uh, I don't know, everybody gets screwed in some ways in Formula One um, or in motorsport, just in general, uh, whether it's rules or whether it's incidents, you know, that's just racing. Um, but I think the overall sentiment amongst drivers was like, that's not the way you want to win it. No, no. But also... The overall sentiment was that Max has had a mega year, and that he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't steal the championship. No. but Lewis was robbed also, no, I don't which think, is weird. Yeah. You know, it's like Max didn't. Yeah, steal, you know? yeah, no, 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 Max. I mean, yeah, Max did not steal this by any means. But also at the same time, Lewis definitely was robbed of a title, and shit that happens. Uh, but it's um, it's it's not like the usual end of the year festivities, right? Where Everyone's happy, and it left a huge, you know. Did you catch a weird taste? And I, <laughs> did you catch what? Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, the post race show on F1 TV, but uh, there was like 
a bunch of like a bunch of like hooting hollering in the, in the paddock and um apparently it was like it's like a uh, a tradition to throw if if somebody's leaving a team it's a tradition to throw uh said person into the harbor um the harbor and yeah. so, <laughs> so like they're talking about it and they're like oh so we think one of the you know it's one of the guys from mercedes is getting thrown into the harbor and joylin palmer palmer goes um oh i'm kind of shocked it's not michael massey <laughs> and, and, Will Buxton, Will Buxton is like, listen, I'm going to let you deal with the repercussions of that one. <laughs> oh man, but uh, and uh, I don't think Botas got thrown, but he definitely did a huge cannonball into the pool there, into the harbor, which is pretty cool. Um, also, let's is, not you know, forget, there was a lot of conflicting. That's the other thing yeah. too. Like Merck won constructors. Yeah, so for the eighth uh, consecutive year, Mercedes is a constructors champion. Um, and on that note, also, you know, you got to give kudos to um, the number two drivers. Well, to one of them, definitely not Botas today, uh, but Perez today, who was holding up Lewis uh, for about a whole lap. And that allowed Max to come back. I think he cut the gap down from like nine seconds to like less than just under two seconds. And at the end of the race, that was the gap, essentially, that Max had to be able to have that free pit stop under VSC. So when you think about it, Perez today is the real fucking hero. Without that that uh, lap and defense on Lewis, Max doesn't get those free tires. Yep. And also... Uh, as long as we're on the topic of, you know, number twos, and I'm sure we'll get into it in our off-season, you know, kind of roundup of the whole year. If Botas did his job today, he would be up there, you know, at least battling with Perez and, you know, just battling for P3, P4. And Max wouldn't have been able to pit because uh, Botas would have been around his pit window. So, yeah, just... Um, I mean... One of them definitely came through and the other definitely failed today. Valtteri... I don't know what happened to him in uh, this season, but like he was, he, especially towards the end of the season, he was fucking nowhere, man. And like, once you're out of the title contention, like you do, you, you, you assume that number two role, like you just have to. So Checo, I mean, what a, what an, like Max said on the radio, like Checo, what an absolute legend. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Valtteri, man. Like, and you can't really put it. You can't put this on Valtteri, to be honest. But, um, but no, you you can't. But it's it, it's a factor, right? Oh, absolutely. Like it it, it it's it comes into play a hundred percent in a pretty big way, too. I mean, yeah, especially when you're looking at getting free pit stops like that. Uh, but okay, so going back to your question how do we reform this? How do we restructure? I think everyone has got to sit at a table, uh, FIA Liberty as well. Um, and you know, the GPDA, uh, because this, I think all drivers are confused. Um, you know, it's when a, when a race director says, um, I know the rules, but I'm not going to apply them because I, my word overrides the rules. Basically you're opening the door for anything. They can just do whatever they want in the future. So, um, I think the ba- there needs, is, that the needs balestra, to be looked The Balestra era. Yeah. yeah. The best decision yeah, is like, my who, decision. 
who who polices who polices the cops you know like <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's kind of like that though because like the FIA is not going to punish itself right oh hell no but can there be can there be someone that's there when Massey's like you know freaking out and like literally I'm imagining him in his chair like uh, knees trembling and like what do I do someone to be that be like yo this is what we should do because these rules say this and that and we can make a decision as a council instead of you being fucking retard about it here wow <laughs> he went there like too much. all right too much too much that was, that was a little too no too personal take that back <laughs> just completely unqualified how about that yeah man i mean quite frankly like i i i i'm it's gonna take me a while to get over this um i yeah, yeah. And, and 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 like you just said like all the drivers should be concerned by this because it can, it, it's not just about me, you know, me being upset that, you know, as a, as a fan of Lewis, um, that he didn't get the eighth title. It's that this can affect every single driver if they're in the same position. And, um, you know, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean from a, from a, a precedent standpoint? Like, can, can a team refer to this moment now and say, well, you know, if, if the opposite happens, say, well, Michael Massey did that at Abu Dhabi and look what happened, you know, like where, where the fuck is this going? Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a longer conversation. Honestly, I don't know if we have enough time because there's only, there's less than a hundred days before FP1 in Bahrain, right? And these wow. are, these are kind of deep restructuring needed, but less than a hundred days uh, there's definitely the next need- season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw someone post on Reddit, 95 days till um, FP1 in Bahrain. I was like, oh my God, um, which is which is great because uh, we're going to get racing really fast. But also it just seems like, you know, where these seasons are really dense. There's the longest season ever. Um, yeah. And, you know, Michael Massey is human. He can also make mistakes under a l- immense amount of pressure and stress and, um, you know, relieving him from some of that uh, pressure. It's not a bad thing, you know. Um, F1, you know, these teams have so many people helping um, drivers win the title. It should be the same for the FIA. Um, and people have called out this issue um, after Charlie passed away. And unfortunately, we're seeing the consequences of um, how little budget they have and how little support they have um, on the biggest stage and with the well, biggest consequences, well, I, I mean- unfortunately. This again, it comes back down to the stewards need to be the same at this. At, like, you can't have different stewards at different races because I'm sure moments are forgot when 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 they're making these decisions. I'm there. There, there's no consistency because there's no consistency with who's making the shots, who's making the calls, right? Um, and. Quite frankly, there needs to be a better job. If this were to happen in any, think about it in any other sport, right? Look at VAR in in football right now. Um, the mm. I mean, oh. at least v, there, there's a consistency in VAR to a certain extent. Actually, no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> um, I thought that was a good example, but I'm thinking about it, and um, there are a bunch of incidents this past weekend that that once again made me question VAR's relevance. Um, I guess it, it comes down to making sure that the stewards are briefed on exactly what their job is. 
because it doesn't feel like they are. It doesn't feel like there's consistency across across the board. Um, it, it really doesn't. Um, and that's that's the biggest. That's one of the biggest things for me, I guess. Yeah, that's regarding driver incidents and that kind of stuff. But also just in terms of procedural, um, just procedures uh, being followed like under a safety car. Um, what is the procedure? Let's remind, let's all remind ourselves. Oh, th- I think this. There's a checklist. This is what should be done. Boom, boom, boom. And under the procedures, Merck is arguing that when you let the cars go, they're supposed to go all the way back. That's written in the book. But then you cannot have one person uh, say, "I have the ability to override this, so I'm going to do what I want." So all these things need to be looked at, and. I'm pretty sure they're going to because they can't let these kind of situations happen over and over well, again. I just, and the new generation's also not going to... No. I mean, it's going to be bad for the sport if it continues. Honestly, I, I do... You know, a lot of the drivers made it clear that they're ready to like just go kind of like fuck off for the holidays and like not be near Formula One for a bit, which I fully understand. Um, and... I think they really do though. If, if they love this sport, um, they need to, they need to figure this out before the next season starts and the drivers need to put a foot down. Um, this would piss me off as a drive. This, this incident and the lack of consistency throughout the season in general would, would thoroughly piss me off as a driver. Um, and I wouldn't let it go. Yeah. And, and you know, we have, uh, we have George Russell as the president of the GPDA. I don't know if you saw his uh, social media, uh, he was um, maybe a little too uh, <laughs> too pissed, um, but yeah, um, clearly uh, it's younger generation like these new drivers. They need to because they're going to be the ones racing the next fifteen years. So they need to make sure they have um, you know they have um, consistent and fair uh, grounds for their battles. Yeah, and I mean Max. Um, Max even said in the the post the post race presser, he's like, you know what. I think he was even a little concerned. He's like, those rules can come back and, and hurt me or these decisions can come back and hurt me, which they have in the past. So, yeah. um, you know, he should be concerned too. It's like, okay, it's funny. Cause he won the world championship. Thanks to that decision. Quite, um, not, not all in thanks to that decision, but, um, you know, we can look back at moments throughout the season where Merck should have showed up more and you know we could have could blame blame this on so many other things but um just the let's take the championship out of it right let's just look at it as a as a single race um max should still be concerned by by that happening because it could come back yeah. it's, oh, the same shit could come back to hurt him in the, in the end and i think even helmet uh said it um uh in one of the post race uh interviews as well um but at looking at it uh i will i'm not i will not say that max won because of this um he fully thoroughly deserves it he he set a new record actually um now's my time to throw in my little stats here um <laughs> with scoring 18 podiums in a season um yeah and what you could argue also is that every every year the seasons are getting longer and longer. Um, so he's at 18 podiums to Lewis's 17 this year. And um, third hat trick, uh, which is pole, fastest lap win, 20th win, um, and 60th podium. Uh, f- 
for his first title, those are pretty big stats are, uh, for some for a driver who's only won a, his first uh, title. Uh, we said Merck won his eighth constructors in a row. Kimi Raikkonen, 350th and last Grand Prix in Formula One. And it was sad to see him go on a DNF. But um, <laughs> He did not give a fuck. And- yeah, he was like, so he's like, I'm out, I'm done. This is it. <laughs> I'm sure someone gave him a beer real quick after that, uh, and uh, and yeah, and, and you know, there's also one driver that I sort of feel bad for is um, is Carlos Sainz because he he got a podium for the last race. He he finishes P5 in the championship, which means he's the best non Red Bull Merc driver, which is huge, right? Um, he. Uh, outperforms his teammate uh, Leclerc, so I guess the order was Sainz fifth in the championship, Norris sixth, Leclerc seventh, and Danny Rick eighth. Um, and every time he gets a podium, it's overshadowed by like other events in the race. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so true. Literally, his, and one of his his first podium, he wasn't on the podium. <laughs> exactly, he got it like a week later. That should have been a sign. <laughs> It should have been a science. And uh, and this one, man, uh, I think he even said in the interview, he's like, I, I love this podium. No one's going to ever remember it but me, but I'm really enjoying this. And, and um, you know, we'll talk about this more in our uh, year review, but um, this is uh, boating well for Ferrari next year, uh, quietly in the background, yeah. making their way for 2022. Absolutely. Uh, what else? What, what did we get? We got Tsunoda. Best result of the year, which was wild. Obviously helped by the the, um, the safety car and those fresh tires. P4. And if he had one more lap, he would have taken that podium from science for sure. Gasly P5, kind of like another... That's actually Alpha Tauri's best result as a team this year. Uh, we got Botas in P6. Honestly, I'm not really sure what happened there. Norris P7. Double points for Alpine and Leclerc in 10th. Um, but some of these, you know, some of these drivers were not allowed to unlap themselves, so they couldn't battle on the last lap. Also, so what the hell does it mean? The last three or four couldn't do anything. But in terms of the championship, we have um, Mercedes won it. Uh, Ferrari, uh, so Mercedes won. Red Bull two. Ferrari clinched it. Uh, P three. McLaren. Alpine uh, narrowly beats AlphaTauri to P five. Uh, then we got Aston Martin seventh. Eighth for Williams, nine for Alfa Romeo and Haas, the only team that has not scored a point this year. And also, quick random note on Haas is that you know Mazepin got COVID. I don't know how, um, and didn't start the race. But I don't think anyone mentioned him at all. I think there was like a brief mention that he got COVID, but other than that, just yeah, just to to explain why there's only 19 cars on the grid, maybe. Um, <laughs> he was also listed below. Um, if you look at the classification for 2020, the drivers. yeah, for the drivers, he was listed below Robert Kubica. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's only because his name starts with an M. His last name starts with an M. But- no, no, you know what it is. When Kubica did um, race for Alpha, uh, he he must have had a higher non-points finishing. Uh, result than Mazepin. Like, he could have had like a 15th as his best result, and Mazepin maybe only was like 17th or something. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, so it's actually, yeah, that does matter. Yeah. Wow. Um, I just found, I found that rather humorous. 
Oh my god. So uh yeah, and we have Max Verstappen winning uh with 395.5 points. So yeah, just eight points clear of Lewis this year. Um yeah. and I'm already excited to see if this is the birth of like a great rivalry, because Lewis gonna be pissed, man. Well, I'm curious to see how much longer Lewis is down to do this. I, I would imagine this put a shitty taste in his mouth. Um <laughs> to say the to least. Say the least. <laughs> And if if this is the way the sport's going to continue, I w- if I were him, I'd be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this another year or two, see how I feel. Um, but quite frankly, like if I were him, I'd I'd I would be pretty. I don't know. I I I wouldn't say this is it, but I'd be starting to think about my options. Uh, and he is. I mean, even if he had one, I think. Um... You know, he, he he. I think he's at that stage of his career, right? Um, I do feel that he got so close though that he wants to give it another run for sure. So that that contract that he signed till the end of twenty twenty three, yeah, could very well be his last contract ever. Yep. Because um, at, at at a certain point, you know, you just like it's just too much sacrifice and all that. But uh, I have a few theories on that, which we can get into our off um, off season podcast. I mean, um, this this might have been one of Lewis's best seasons. Overall, like as a driver, I would I would beg to differ. Okay, but, but I will. We, but we I will, I will get into another, it for another day, another time. Yeah. But um, tease you all out there. I think that um, if Merck had uh, hadn't made a few mistakes um, early in the year or showed up a little earlier, um, we, you know, um, you could have you could have had the eighth already. So um, debatable yeah. for me. Fair. Uh well, but that's what we, we like. That's what we it. like at fun, man. It's, yeah, uh, we will definitely get into it. Uh, all right. Oh, one last thing here, which I know you're not going to be too happy about. Don't even, dude. Don't even. That's another reason why yeah. I'm so fucking angry. Oh, I know. Uh. So the stand championship. <laughs> you be so me. I, I went. I I had to go the opposite of you to take a risk if this happened, and it ended up happening. And I have scored 32 points this race to zero for you, which means that I take the title off for the second year in a row by 15 points. I'm not going to gloat too much because it's also a weird one, but um, I am stats boy, so I'll take it. Whatever. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, come on. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, no, I mean, good job. We'll I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just, again, I was like, feeling, I can thank I was, Massey. Yeah, you can thank Michael Massey for for that that for this again. But I, was, don't I, was in the lead. I was in the lead pretty much since the midway point of the season. So, yeah, uh, it. I'm not going to boast about it, but um, mm. I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! What a what a weird end to. Uh, this 2021 season, um, which definitely was one of the best we've seen in a, in a very long time. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to going back and kind of uh, doing a little roundup of the season and seeing, you know, where things kind of could have gone differently. Uh, but, uh, and also starting to look forward to 2022 because uh, we got, we got some testing going on in Abu Dhabi, but we'll get into that. I think on our next episode, because I want to see some times and see how our, our, a boy from Indies doing and McLaren right now. Um, I think I just saw like his initial reaction that, that these Pato? cars are rocket. 
Yep. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to go into something a bit more, um, you know, less intense than what we had uh, in Abu Dhabi. At the end of that race, it's more uh, the young driver's test is going on right now. You got Botas with a Christmas helmet. Like it's a whole different vibe. Yeah. You know, I think I will say though, um, this has been one of the most exciting Formula One seasons ever. Yeah, easily. It it could, um, you know, we might not have this intense of a title battle. It's possible that we don't have that for the like you know for the next ten years. Um, but. but if those regs do their job, maybe we can get three drivers next year. And yeah, let's hope the regulations hopefully a driver do wearing jobs, red. But, you know, regardless of, of the nonsense with the, the FIA, with race control, um, I think, you know, Red Bull, sh- Red Bull brought it to Merck, which is what everybody's been waiting for for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I'm very excited for what the future brings with this new set of young drivers. Um, you know, the battle between Lewis and, and Max is obviously something um, we're all very excited to see again next year. But um, Carlos Sainz, George Russell. Yeah, let's not forget George Russell yeah. is Lewis's, yeah, is Lewis's yeah. teammate. And George Russell to me is a better driver than Valtteri. So, um, you know, let's see how that goes. Um, George Russell, Lando, <laughs> who else? I, I want to save. I want to. I want to save that clip. Let's see how that goes <laughs> for their first uh, yeah. <laughs> wheel to wheel. Um, although you know what we can see so far, he's playing the team game really well. You know, <laughs> well he can't come into the team thinking, "Oh, this is my team now." Like it's still Lewis's team, and it will be like just not oh, the case. I was referring to the whole social media oh, comment. No, I know. This is unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, he's totally playing the team game. I'm just saying like, you know, George, George, we saw George in a Mercedes and what he can do in a Mercedes. Um, and that was another situation where Merck dropped the ball again, um, sadly. So, and they don't, it's, it's hey, so it odd. more often than, uh, than not the last two years. Yeah. But, you know, as you said, we got new drivers, we got new regulations, um, and a lot to look forward to for 2022. Absolutely. And a whole new uh, stand championship, of course, which uh, might have some tweaks. You know, uh, unlike the FIA, we like to um, to evaluate our regulations and, you know, update them uh, from year to year. So uh, um, be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, and we'll also go uh, looking to do a little, um, little um, a roundup for this season. So uh, we will be active on the offseason. Uh, you'll still hear our beautiful voices. Uh, but I think for now, <laughs> unless do you have one last word for Massey before the holiday season? Just go get a cocktail somewhere and fuck off. All right. <laughs> Famous last words. Season 2021 season <laughs> from F Knowles and I, uh, we will see you on the next one.